0: Marhaba, and welcome to The Matrix Pill,
1: where real people connect. Hello and welcome back to The Matrix Pill podcast. I'm Hilmarie Hutchison, and today I'm so excited to introduce Avinash Babur. He is the founder and CEO of the largest online insurance marketplace to shop for and compare insurance policies from a variety of insurance providers in the UAE. Avinash, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Hello, Hilmarie. Thank you for having me. Excited to have this conversation with you.
1: Me too. Excellent. Thank you so much. Could you please introduce yourself and tell our audience about you, your background and how you ended up here in the UAE?
0: So my name's Avinash Babur. I was actually born in the UAE. I was born in Sharjah, born and raised in the UAE, moved to Dubai at the age of four, been here all my life, pretty much feels like home. Went to the UK for boarding school and university, but have been here pretty much all my life. So obviously seen a lot of changes over the years, but definitely still feels like home. With regards to what I do, you know, my father set up an insurance brokerage firm in 95 called Afia Insurance. And then I founded insurancemarket.ae as a project within that company in 2010. And since then, thankfully, that project uh, had a good response. We gained some good traction. Fast forward 10, 11 years, we are the largest platform in the UAE. We are a team of over 550 employees. We have close to 200,000 policyholders. What we are most proud of is our 18,000 plus Google reviews because that's a sign that customers are genuinely appreciating what we do. So we have a 4.9 star rating on those. Not to kind of boast or anything, but that's our about me and where I'm coming from.
1: That is absolutely incredible. I mean, and this is in a matter of what, just over 10 years that you've built insurancemarket.ae to this size, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, so it was October 2010. So yeah, just over 10 years, you can say.
1: Incredible. Now, I know you followed in your father's footsteps and got involved in the insurance business, as you mentioned, but what was your aha moment that pivoted you or helped you to pivot to start insurancemarket.ae?
0: I thank my dad for involving me in a lot of strategic conversations from a very young age, from my early teens. So I always took an interest in entrepreneurship and business in general. I saw what insurance did for our family. It really was a great business. I found it very appealing. It was professional services. There was so much to learn and so many people to meet. It's a very much a people business. So I always found insurance appealing. What I also learned from my father was that people usually get into insurance by accident. No one actually plans it as a career. Like, doctor or a pilot or anything like that. Most of the time, people just stumble upon it. So for me, I felt it might be a bit of a quote-unquote competitive advantage if I actually planned a career properly in insurance. But I think the big epiphany for insurancemarket.ae as a concept was when I was in the UK, You know, I was subjected to a lot of mass media advertising and I could see insurance platforms, insurance brokerage platforms or insurance marketplaces actually building their own brands. This was something that I actually hadn't seen here in the UAE. Brokers were typically people with a great network of contacts who took care of customers and then through referrals and word of mouth built up a portfolio. But I didn't really see anybody trying to build a meaningful brand, a brand that could resonate with the whole population and the whole community. And that was kind of like my aha moment, I think, where I felt I think I should build a retail B2C or B2B brand here in the UAE.
1: So you identified that there was a gap in the market and then you created a solution to solve for that problem.
0: Yeah, I think so. It started off from a marketing perspective, but then once you're in the business, you realize that there are so many gaps. I mean, until today, on a daily basis, I find gaps. If I had to advise anything, I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but to advise any of the listeners, once you get into a business and you take the plunge, you keep discovering opportunities. You've got to be nimble, willing to change. But yeah, you could broadly say that this idea of building an insurance distribution brand was my initial observation of this quote-unquote gap in the market.
1: Right. Now you, of course... Had you were in the privileged position that you mentioned that you sort of built this under the umbrella or under your dad's business that he had already set up. Starting a new business takes some investment at the start. Did you self fund starting this venture or was it all through your dad or how did you do that?
0: Yeah, so I absolutely was, like I said, a project under the traditional brokerage umbrella. It was a relatively smaller company. We were a team of 20 employees at the time, much different from the 550 plus we are today what my dad had built more than the funding side of it, what played a big role for us was the relationships he had with all of the insurance companies, the insight he had, and the small little brilliant team that we had as well. In terms of funding, nope. My dad is quite old-fashioned in that sense. So it was a case of, well, you've got to earn the money that you will spend. So I started off actually doing my own sales, finding my own clients. But then every bit of revenue that we earned, the deal was, I'm going to put it into insurancemarket.ae as a project. So that's how we approached it, which was a great teacher, by the way, because I learned about the customer. I learned, about what customers are looking for because the UAE is quite a diverse population quite a fragmented market from the supply side. So doing sales myself for the first year or two was probably the greatest teacher in making sure I built a business that had product market fit.
1: So he gave you that opportunity to learn while you were growing your business at the same time. Now, I know that you've adopted the slow and steady tortoise strategy for your business. Please explain what that means and the impact it has had on your business.
0: Yeah. So, you know, at the time when we were setting up, again, I think it's due to the restrictions that my dad put on me, which by the way, today I thank him very much for. We never had this concept of trying to raise money, to burn money, to build the business. And at the time, the VC environment also wasn't that prevalent here in the UAE. We didn't really hear about startups getting millions of dollars worth of funding and so on. For me, it was me being on my own and bootstrapping. Like I said, I had to generate revenue and use that cash flow to invest in my business. That was such a sustainable way to build a business. You know, you had no choice but to make sure you were prudent in every single decision you made. Uh, That became a habit. That's something that always stuck with me, which meant that from that point, all I had to do was grow the business 30% year on year for the next 10 years, 11 years. And that's what we did. A great inspiration for me is you know Jeff Bezos. All Jeff Bezos really did was grow his company 25% a year for 25 years. Look at where he is today. I think this slow and steady tortoise approach actually I found works really well. It actually enables you to make sure you're building something that has product market fit. You're not burning capital and the power of compounding will make sure that you end up being a very huge business. So till date, we haven't raised any external capital. We've completely bootstrapped our growth, yet we are by far the largest, bigger than maybe three to four times bigger than our next competitor or bigger than the next three competitors combined. And again, not to boast, but just to show and illustrate that you can do that without external capital. Because since I started insurancemarket.ae, there have been maybe 10 other online platforms or ag aggregators that have tried to build a business in this space, and all of them with considerable funding, millions of dollars worth of funding. You know, most of them aren't in business anymore. So I think being short of resources is actually a very, very powerful thing because it forces you to be prudent and deploy your little bit of capital very carefully.
1: Clearly, it's worked. As you said, you've grown from a team of 20 to a team of 550. So the proof is in the pudding that you have made it work. And I think, as you mentioned, relationships are so important. You've built your business on those relationships relationships. And that's another reason why you've been this successful. I don't know if you can remember that far back, but let's talk about some of the challenges you had in setting up the business in the initial stages.
0: I can remember it like it was yesterday. I think uh, the biggest challenge was trying to make a mark, build a brand, but not having any capital to do so. I mean, few know this, I haven't really shared the story before, but our first radio advertising that we did, and by the way, since we went on air, because the objective was always to build a brand and I was so committed towards that, we haven't been off air since 2010. We've been on the radio consistently for 11 plus years. But uh, that's a side note. When we went on air for the first time, I didn't have the capital to pay for the radio advertising. I went to our insurance company partners and I said, look, I'm going to do this project. I would want you to pay for the radio advertising in consideration, I'll make sure that the business comes only to those that participate in the project. Thankfully, I had four insurance companies at the time sign up to it. Like you pointed out rightly, thanks to the relationships that were built by my dad and the company over the previous 15 years, they were happy to support this 21 year old kid. And uh, that's how we went on air. So we didn't actually pay for our radio advertising for the first two years. And thankfully it worked for them. They got some business out of it and they got their names mentioned on air because that was part of the deal. They got some branding out of it for one fourth of the cost of another Of if they had to go off and buy radio advertising themselves. What's that saying that, you know, create or desperation is the source of, of mother of invention or curiosity? Absolutely. I was forced into a corner, but being committed to build your brand, you do find solutions. And so all the challenges were around this. It's about, similarly, we didn't have a tech team. We didn't have the ability to build our own tech. So it was about how do we create systems to make sure that every single opportunity that comes through from the portal, we maximize on and we give clients excellent service. It was about creating systems with tools that were at our disposal for free. And this is, you know, quite a while ago, but thankfully there were many that we found. This just taught us that you don't need millions of dollars to build build a business. As long as you have the right values and you have a good foundation, you can actually start somewhere and go from there.
1: That's incredible. So don't work harder, work smarter.
0: Yeah. Although I can say we did work extremely hard at the time.
1: I think, yeah, as an entrepreneur, as a startup, as a founder of anything, you have to work hard, right? But I can hear that you definitely made some very smart decisions, some very clever, innovative decisions to make things work for you, which is fantastic. Now, I want to just touch on one thing. You said you were 21 when you started that's right that is incredible well done
0: yeah so i was straight out of university i genuinely was raring to go i think it was i don't know what it was i blame my grandfather for it because we used to play a lot of monopoly my grandfather was a Professional chess player. I could never figure out chess to his level, but what we did do is play a lot of Monopoly growing up in my, again, my early teens, mid teens. Because he was a chess player, we would spend another two hours after the game analyzing all our decisions and realize that there are so many things, even in a game of dice like Monopoly, that we can control. And decision-making drives everything. There was just this great passion for business and to become an entrepreneur that I was actually raring. I didn't want to go to university, to be honest. It was more a thing that you might as well graduate, so let's do it. I was raring to go after university. I just wanted to be in business.
1: That's fantastic. Did people take you seriously or did you face issues where people looked down on you because of your age?
0: I would be lying if I said people did take me seriously. For most people, it was, oh, it's this guy's son. He's 21 years old. probably doing an internship in the company. Whereas I was hell bent on, you know, building a serious business. And I had these dreams of being a market leader and taking meaningful market share and all of these things. You know, it took a while. You know, I think it's good when people underestimate you. I'd rather be underestimated than overestimated. It kind of works in your favor. You can go into stealth mode and results will speak for themselves over time, I guess.
1: Absolutely. Always better to be the underdog. There's no doubt. You've done exceptionally well. Well done. Thank you. Let's change gears a little bit and let's talk about Alfred. Do you want to tell us about Alfred and the impact he has had on your business?
0: Every time I speak with anybody, if I say insurancemarket.ae, they go, oh, that's Alfred. We came up with Alfred at the time. I came up with Alfred at the time. I'll take the credit for it, I guess. The idea was to have a friendly face. So insurancemarket.ae is all about having a personal shopper. So we're a marketplace, but we will help you shop. That was the whole concept because I have seen the value and role of an insurance advisor or a professional insurance broker in insurance, especially in a market like this, especially for insurance products that aren't necessarily completely commoditized or or off the shelf, which is very much true for most products here in the UAE. The idea was always to have a digitally accelerated journey for customers, but at all times to give them a dedicated advisor that they can talk to, ask any questions directly, and that can put them at ease. You know, I wanted to have a representative representation of the advisor in our brand. And so we came up with a brand mascot called Alfred, who's your friendly face, who's also an expert in insurance. He's clearly been in insurance all his life and he loves what he does. He's an insurance geek. We started from there and then we said, well, maybe he should be British or English because, you know, London is, as they say, the or Lloyd's of London is the Mecca of insurance. So we said, yeah, maybe he worked at Lloyd's and, you know, is so passionate about insurance because of that and knows everything about all types of insurance. We just kind of started there and we stuck with it. So the very first radio ad that we did in October or November 2010 was with Alfred and he's still very much the voice of insurancemarket.ae today and the face of insurancemarket.ae today on the website, on billboards, on the Zayed Road and so on.
1: I love that. So you gave your brand a face, something that people could relate to and that people would remember, which is excellent. A very good idea.
0: Exactly. And someone who fully, in addition to that, of course, you know, someone who fully embodies our values and value proposition.
1: Very clever idea. And it certainly has paid off dividends for you in that you created that. Now let's, uh, again, change gears and talk about something else. What tips would you give to other startup entrepreneurs in terms of setting up their own business in the UAE?
0: I'd say it's all about the customer. We tend to focus a lot in business. Sometimes we get carried away by startup culture, which is very glamorous today, raising lots of capital or trying to do what's popular these days. Of late, it's the metaverse and Web 3.0 and so on. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of businesses are more about building a product. We'll figure out the monetization later. We'll figure out the customers later. That works well if you're in Silicon Valley or you're building a global tech Product. But if you're building something like what I did, which was a product for a very specific market, which was the UAE, for me, it was all about customer obsession. You know, how can I do a better job than everyone else that's out there? And how can I do that at scale? For me, Having that focus played a big role. And in my business, customers are not just policyholders. Of course, it starts at the policyholder, but it's also the insurance companies. So in my business, I'm producing policyholders for insurance companies and insurance companies are paying me for that service. So in many ways, our customers are insurance companies as well. We act almost like a double agent. It's a very, very unique type of business that I'm in. I need to make sure that the business that I'm doing is sustainable and scalable for insurance companies as well, which is a whole other board game? How do we enable the proper selection of risk, for instance? So when you think of the entire ecosystem as customers, for me, even our employees are customers, they're internal customers. You know, Initially, it started off with a focus and obsession with the policyholder. But over time, we've begun to realize that every participant in the ecosystem, in your business's ecosystem, plays a huge role and you need to be able to create value and growth for all of these participants over time. That's probably the biggest advice I would give is to pay attention to all of the people around you and making sure you add value and you're doing something meaningful for all of them as opposed to trying to make a quick buck on any particular transaction or anything like that.
1: Excellent. I think that's very good advice. The customer experience is so important. And as you say, in your case, particularly because you are sort of in the middle and you've got customers on both ends and to develop systems and solutions to suit them on both sides, to make it worthwhile for both your customers on the end. And also, as you say, the providers. So I think that's very good advice. Well, you've done incredibly well in say 10, 12 years. What's next for insurancemarket.ae? What's, do you have any plans for, for the next year or so.
0: Look, you know, strangely, it doesn't feel like that long ago that we started. It's only at opportunities like this when you're on a podcast and you're reflecting back, you realize that, wow, it's been 10 years and we've come quite far. But for me, every day, it still feels like I'm just getting started. I'm really enjoying what I do, thankfully. And I think that's what's keeping us going. We have a lot of things planned, a lot of exciting things coming up. You know, in a nutshell, we're going to continue building our brand, continue building our tech, and continue adding value to all the members of our ecosystem going forward.
1: Thank you so much, Avinash, for discussing the background and how you've got to where you are now. So that's been very interesting. Now we've come to the segment of our show where I'll ask you some rapid-fire questions, our version of a game show. So whatever comes into your head first. Okay, you ready?
0: I'll try my best, yeah.
1: Name one thing on your bucket list. Make a movie. Okay. Do you have a hobby?
0: Watches, watch collecting.
1: Very nice. How do you start your day?
0: By going to the gym.
1: And what is one thing you do every day, no matter how busy you are?
0: Have a nice cuddle with my lovely daughters.
1: Oh, excellent. That's always good to do. That was the end of our rapid fire. So that wasn't too difficult. Thank you for playing along. Yeah, that was good. Now before we wrap up, we'd like to do our green pool moment. So what was your green pool moment, the action or event that was the turning point for you or your career?
0: I think it's back in those early days when I set up insurance market. Like I said, it was a project, but at the same time I was also trying to do my own sales for the company as a traditional insurance broker the time, I remember working extremely hard on bringing on board one very large client, a big corporate client, spending hours with them and implementing a new type of insurance policy called a trade credit insurance policy. And it was a lot of work, passion, commitment that I put into that. Unfortunately, you know, soon after implementing that policy, I was brutally fired from it. Another kind of large broker was appointed to manage that program simply because they were kind of just like 2% cheaper and saving the client some money. That felt like I had been hit by a bus, but it taught me so much. I realized that I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket and build a portfolio of certain large customers that you're so reliant on. It got me completely focused on what brought me here today, which is building insurancemarket.ae because there I was in control of my own destiny and I had a way to bring on board customers at scale, whereby even if I were to lose a customer that wouldn't break my heart in the way it did. That was um, the reason I built and decided to focus on building our personal lines or B2C proposition. And the irony is that thanks to that, today, even on insurancemarket.ae, we end up attracting a lot of large corporate clients just because we've built that name for ourselves. It was an epiphany. There are many, I've analyzed this a lot of times for all of these years. And maybe it's the focus on marketing versus sales, maybe it's having a large number of small customers as opposed to small number of large customers. I don't know what it is, but something clicked in that moment. And whilst I hated every bit of it, I think it changed my life for the better. And I wouldn't have been anywhere close to where I am today without that experience.
1: So sometimes you have to have difficult experiences that force you to grow, force you to maybe see different solutions. And I love what you said, do not put all your eggs in one basket. If you lose that, then you're in trouble. Whereas if you can spread yourself out a bit more and have smaller clients, like you mentioned, I. think it's a safer bet in the long
0: run it did work for us yeah of course every business is different but that strategy given where i was in my life and where we were positioned in the market that strategy worked brilliantly because it is appealing sometimes you know to go for these large clients and really focus on doing that one mega deal which will kind of take care of the whole month for you if you're actually portfolio building in the long run that's a a much more comfortable place to be in.
1: well thank you very much for sharing that very personal story we appreciate that and it was a good learning for you and for us and for our listeners as well. So thank you very much. So thank you so much for your time today, Avinash. It's been excellent chatting with you. Definitely an inspiring story. Somebody at 21 starting something like this that's grown so much. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm sure our listeners are going to be inspired by your story and by your advice. So thank you for that.
0: Thank you. I hope so. And yeah, thank you for having me, Hilmarie. I really enjoyed that.
1: Now, before we say goodbye, could you please tell our listeners where they can find and follow you? And we'll also, of course, put this in the show notes.
0: Sure. It's insurancemarkets.ae for any type of insurance that you need, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn.
1: Okay. And what is your handle on LinkedIn?
0: My name is Avinash Babur, A-V-I-N-A-S-H space Babur, B-A-B-U-R. Or I guess if you just search for CEOinsurancemarket.ae, it should come up as well.
1: Excellent. Thank you very much. And again, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you and insurancemarket.ae all the very best. And for sure, I'll be following your journey because I'm sure there's a lot more to come for you.
0: Much appreciated. Thank you, Hilmary.
1: If you enjoy our conversations, please like and subscribe. See you next Wednesday.